Welcome to the Good Gossip Podcast. We are so excited that you decided to join us. Our goal is to start a chain reaction that keeps you talking about good gossip, the kind that's focused on Jesus Christ. We hope this encourages you. Thanks so much for listening. Hey guys, welcome back to episode two of the Good Gossip Podcast. We're even more excited for this week than last. I'm just super excited you're listening. Yeah, we got some good stuff to share with you today. Our own Anna Rexford is going to talk about her story and um, kind of some good gossip that she thinks that you all need to hear. Um, So yeah, just some background on Anna. She's a rock star, a legend. She is currently a sophomore at the University of Cincinnati. Um, She's the goalie on the women's soccer team. She had some big saves this weekend against Virginia Tech. Um, More to come, though. Anyways, I just love and admire her for the Lord, um, how boldly she follows the Lord and steps out in faith. She's so obedient in everything she does, and I am just super excited to hear this word that she's going to share with us. So, Anna, what's up? How are we doing? Doing well. Um, like Annie said, sophomore here at UC. Um, I'm just super excited to just like be on campus with a bunch of other people, because freshman year was just so different um, than what I've already experienced this year. So I'm just excited to be on campus and kind of get into my major, um, which is exercise science, um, and just really dive into the semester. Yeah, life's way more normal this year, which is so awesome. The amount of people on campus is absolutely crazy, but it's refreshing. So I would totally agree with that. But what is the good gossip that you want to share with the listeners today? So my good gossip is um, basically my family story um, about adoption and just the hardships of it, the miracles of it, um, and just the overwhelming presence of God um, through our like six-year journey um, in adopting my little brother Boaz. That is a long time, and I cannot even imagine but I know that the details of the story are super cool, so just go ahead and tell us where the story starts. Yes, so first off, my brother Boaz, um, he's 10 now, um, but his story starts in Kinshasa, DRC of the Congo. Um, He was born in 2011. Um, He was born at a Red Cross facility where the mom immediately fled the scene um, after having him, and the only info that we had on her was that she was a street vendor. Um, and that's really all the stories we know, um, of when we got Boaz, but some facts about the DRC, um, was since the 1960s, the Congolese have endured over two decades of armed conflict with 5.4 million people dead due to war-related causes, making it the deadliest conflict since World War II. And the Congolese armed groups and elements of the army have a long, brutal history of recruiting child soldiers. The United Nations reported at least 1,000 cases of child soldier recruitment between January 2012 and August 2013. Um, And so, like, that's Boaz's story from the start, is that he was born into a place of unrest and just uncertainty. Um, And the first miracle of him is that he lived there basically until he was five um, in just a place that was uncertain and um, with really no one to turn to for guidance um, or like a guardian. Dang, so, I mean, sooner or later, if he would have stayed, mm-hmm. he would have been a soldier, and that's crazy to think about. Probably young as, as young as eight, I would imagine. Yeah. But, um, 
Yeah, so how exactly did Boaz get to the U.S.? So Boaz came to the USA when he was five. Um, he was adopted by a family from, that lives in the United States, um, and it simply just did not work out. Um, you know, we have most of the details from his story there, but, you know, in the end, um, it was just a not safe or healthy environment for him to be in. Um, and he lived there for 15 months. Um, and when he was there, he had three other brothers um, that lived with him. And, you know, as soon as you're adopted into a family, you become brothers and sisters. So there were three other boys in that home. Um, and one of them, his name was Jesse, and he was also from the DRC. But we will circle back to his story and how he relates to Boaz later. Um, but basically, he was adopted into this family, lived there for 15 months, um, and that was the start of his journey here in the USA. Okay, so he gets adopted into this family with multiple kids at the same time, so I can't imagine how that family was dealing with it, but what was your family doing? What were the Rexfords up to? Yes, so the Rexfords were in Wilmore, Kentucky. Um, I'm one of four. I have an older sister, Allie, younger sister, Abby, Um, and to be honest, we were living a very peaceful, perfect, small town um, life and I was a sophomore in high school. Um, Abby was also adopted. She was nine months and came from China. Um, but, you know, I was so young and she was so young that, you know, there was hardly a transition um, into that. Um, but we wanted to adopt um, from Haiti for three years. So in 2014, um, we decided that, you know, our family wasn't complete. We needed a boy and um, he needed to be younger and, you know, there was a place in our hearts for that, and we were all on board. Um, and then in 2016, while we were in that process of adopting, me and my mom went on a mission trip to Haiti, and the whole time we were like, oh my word, like, you know, maybe he could come from here, and like, we were on the streets, and we were like, oh, maybe that's him, and you know, whether that was right or wrong, like, we were just so excited for that to happen, and we were set on a boy from Haiti. Um, and the crazy thing is, is what we were in Haiti, we were leading VBSs like all over and we were telling the story of Boaz, Naomi and Ruth. And in that story, like the God provides for Ruth and, you know, gives her Boaz. And, um, that was just crazy to think about later that we were in Haiti thinking we were adopting from Haiti, telling the story of Boaz. Um, so basically, um, that summer, um, of 2017, um, we were at a back-to-school bash, and at that point, we'd been three years into wanting to adopt from Haiti, and we were kind of getting restless. We were wondering, like, is this still the right thing for us to be doing? Um, and one of our good friends is a social worker, and my mom at the cookout was just like, hey, like, if a little boy pops up that really needs a home, like, let us know, and, you know, we'll think about it, and so she was like, okay, and so um, two weeks later, she calls us up, and was like, hey, there's a little boy, he needs a home, Um, and within two weeks, we were like, all right, like, this is him, Um, so on August 21st, we met after two weeks prior, first hearing his name, Um, so August 21st we met and then his gotcha day when we legally, 
um, got him was August 27th. So quick turnaround. It's a very, very quick turnaround. Um, but he immediately needed a home. Um, so that's kind of where we knew his story. He needed us. Um, and we just needed to take the next, the next steps. So this back to school bash, that was in Kentucky, right? And yep. It was just a random social worker. Yep. Wilmore, Kentucky. So that's crazy to me. You wanted to adopt from Haiti. And then three years later, you're feeling like hopeless. And you're like, really at this point, anybody and God still provided exactly what you guys were asking for. I think that's crazy. Mm-hmm. But what was the uh, exact connection? Yeah. So we had our story and Boaz has his. Um and basically, we met at a random park in Tennessee. Um, my family got there first. We laid out a picnic blanket, um, put out some toys, some books, and literally waited for him to drive up. Um, he gets out of the car, and for like two hours, we were just with this random kid that was going to be our brother. Um, and it was just the craziest like two hours spent together um, because basically we couldn't take him across the border into Kentucky until like a bunch of papers were signed so my mom stayed with him for like a couple days until that was ready um but like I had just met my brother at this extremely random park and I had only heard his name two weeks earlier um but like we could not have been more excited more joyful and just more ready for him to come home that's awesome But there's another part of the story. So circle on back to Jesse. Tell us about who Jesse is. Yes. So Boaz and Jesse were together um, in the orphanage in Congo. And Boaz and Jesse have both told stories of just um, them surviving together. You know, they were there for five years. Um, They were brought home by the same family. Um, so, you know, they're completely brothers, like, um, Boaz and Jesse were brothers in Congo, and they're brothers in Tennessee, and, um, so they ended up being separated, um, when the family needed to, um, you know, give the next steps to Boaz and Jesse, um, so Boaz came to us, um, eight months after Jesse had been adopted by a different family. And they, the family that adopted Jesse was living in South Carolina. And so, you know, Jesse goes there, and then Boaz comes to us in Kentucky. Um, and so, you know, time goes on, and, like, our families connect because, you know, the boys talked about each other, and, you know, we needed to make this happen, that, you know, they would keep that relationship because it was just so important. Um, so in September, um, sorry, in December, Jesse left and then Boaz was by himself for eight months, um, and they were separated. And then, so time goes on and they're back together simply in Lexington, Kentucky after four years of being apart. Um, but I just think it's crazy that these two boys started in the DRC. Um, they happened to be in the same orphanage. Then they happened to be adopted by the same family. And then they happened to come back to, out of all places, Lexington, Kentucky, 
um, you know, to just be together. And, you know, they have sleepovers like every other night now. And, you know, they're brothers and they're going to need each other for the rest of their lives. Um, so that was just an insane miracle that happened between those two boys. Yeah, no, for real. I mean, that brings me so much joy even hearing it because, like, even thinking about in the future, down the line, there's stuff that Boaz and Jesse both went through that, like, they're not going to have other people in their lives here that would totally and completely understand that. So the fact that God's provided that relationship um, in Lexington, Kentucky for the rest of their lives so that when they do go through things, they can always be together and united as one. I just think that is so cool. It's so cool for them. Mm-hmm. But obviously there was a lot of change. So where did you guys go from there? Yeah, so Boaz simply had a lot of baggage um, from Congo, from um, just changing locations so often. Um, he's had four moms, um, wanting his biological mom in Congo. Um, he had a mom in the orphanage that just took him under his wing, Mama Josephine. And then he had his mom in the USA, and then he has my mom. Um, He's had three homes, Congo, um, the other place here in the USA, and then um, our home. And then this this is his second family. Um, So Boaz has been confused at times and just, you know, hasn't known where to turn to because he provided and survived with himself for so long. Um, He's had nowhere to go. Um, and no one to take care of them and so you know kids kids learn to fight for themselves and that's a hard thing to take down once it's been put up Mm. Um, but the first night that Boaz was home my mom was giving him a bath and he asked mommy how long am I here Um, and from day one we knew it was going to be a grind and a choice um, to pursue Boaz because just that sentence has so much in it you know, he trusted my mom enough to call her mom, um, but he didn't know how long he was going to be here for. Um, and like a, in a six-year-old's mind, you know, that's a lot to process. Um, but everyone wanted this to just be the perfect transition of, you know, Boaz comes from Congo and then, you know, we take him back. And it's just the perfect family um, that we've always had. Um, but from Congo to Tennessee, like he took care of himself, um, and he just needed to finally realize that he was safe, um, and that he could trust us. And that did not come easily for him. Um, and I don't think it, it would be at all. Um, but for a new home for the Rexfords, there was high energy. It was loud. It was a boy. Um, but he was scared and he was not ready to love. Um, he was constantly surveilling um, just what was happening around him just because that's what he had done his entire life. Um, and that, that was hard. And like literally all of us went to the same family counselor to try to figure out how to love Boaz and for how Boaz to love us in the best ways. Um, and like, to be honest, there were days like we wanted to quit. Um, and it was just a relentless pursuit for Boaz. Um, and we all learned to love him at different times. Um, my mom was first and, you know, I think Boaz connected with my mom first too. Um, 
and that was hard at times because, you know, I wanted to love Boaz and I wanted him to just jump right into like funny games and running around. But, you know, he wasn't ready for that. Um, and over time, I figured out that I really wasn't either um, and that we were going to learn to love each other in a new way of brother and sister and just figure this out together. And I talked to my mom while I was putting this together um, and our three words that we just like constantly went after as a family was strive, relentless, and loyalty. Um, that we were just going to strive to pursue Boaz um, and just not quit on days that got really hard. Um, we were going to show, honestly, fierce loyalty to each other because, you know, the family was perfect and simply put, families aren't per perfect. And um, we had to stay loyal to each other. And then this hangs up in our kitchen. Um, my sister created like this super cool canvas with it, but you know, it says relentless pursuit and strive relentless and loyalty are like three things, three words that the soccer team resembles every day. And you know, they're on our shirts, but like that's something that I thought was cool too, that like those three words are three words that my family used for, you know, years of trying to just bond back together um, as a family. And, you know, I see those three words and the soccer team today that, you know, we have a bond together that is a relentless pursuit of relationships with each other. Um, so in the end, it was an extremely hard transition um, for my family, for Boaz, and just us coming together as one family. Yeah, but I just love that. I think it's so cool how your family fought for Boaz. Um, like, God pursues us relentless, relentlessly, and that's something that I think is easy to forget about um, and not pick up on either. So this is just a great example, and it's so encouraging to me to know that there are family and there's other people that are chasing after God's loved children. And so I just love to hear that Boaz has found his perfect fit, and even though it was hard at first, you guys stuck through it. You kept pursuing him, and it's encouraging for all of us, no matter who we are and what relationships that we face, like, we can pursue and love the people around us, even though it's hard sometimes. But what's Boaz up to today, and what's Jesse up to as well? Yes, yeah, so first off with Boaz and Jesse, I got a picture the other day um, of a crazy sleepover they had, movies, popcorn, PJs, um, just two crazy boys living it up together as they should be, um, which just brings so much joy to my heart. Um, and they're just story, their story is crazy. Um, and I think it's a true miracle. Um, but Boaz, he's played football, soccer, done karate, played basketball, baseball. Um, he's outside literally all the time with neighbors. Um, he loves to cook. He's in the kitchen all the time. Uh, my younger sister, Abby, loves to cook too and so I think he's learned a lot from her of making soups and pastries and just um, all the good stuff um, but he loves um, acts of service that's his love language um, his teacher called the other day said he was a delight in class <laughs> I love that yes um, his words for the year have been trustworthy and respect um, he always pulls for the underdog um, he sees people who may be being mistreated because that's been him um, and he just has a heart for them and 
you know, at school, his teacher has said many times that, you know, he loves to see the underdog and root for him. Um, and he just loves to make good friends. Um, all of his friends have just been amazing. And that's been a prayer that we've had for him since day one, that he would just have people in his life that brought him joy um, and just made good decisions with him. Um, but Boaz is just a joy and um, such a light to our family. Yeah. I mean, you guys have been such a light to him as well. That's mm-hmm. just so cool. You, Like you said before, and you, and you asked your mom like how long he was going to be here. You guys stepped up to the challenge and was like, I'm, I'm going to be that permanent firm foundation for him. And that's just such a great reflection of the father's love. So I admire you and your the rest of your family. Um, but you did say earlier that your good gossip was all about this story of a true miracle, this adoption story. Mm-hmm. And you obviously dove into the hardships that your family faced um, and that Boaz faced. And you mentioned, like, the adoption process started in 2014. You didn't get Boaz until 2017, but now it's 2021, and we found this full circle with Jesse as well. That's been a total of seven years. Like, Mm -hmm. that's a really long time. Um, And I know that's something everybody has, like, faced is that frustration of waiting for God's timing. It can feel so long. But how did your family stay encouraged as this miracle was playing out these last seven years? Yeah, so um, I think in the end... Like, we are called to do the hard things. Um, And from day one of 2014, like, it was hard. Like, there was excitement and knowing, like, I'm going to have a little brother. Um, And between 2014 and 2017, like, there was pain of just, like, waiting of, you know, this is what our life's going to look like, but it doesn't look like that yet. Um, And just, you know, preparing for him and you know, we were collecting little boy clothes and painting rooms and, like, getting that space ready for him, Um, and, you know, when he came, like, things got hard, like, my family and I, like, went through something that we never thought we would, Um, and that has made us so strong, Um, and, you know, I I wouldn't want it any other way, Um, and like I said, like, we fell in love with him at different times, and I think, you know, that's a lesson that, like, it, life can be a relentless pursuit in all relationships, um, and that's something that I want to live by daily, no matter who it is, um, and then, you know, families are not perfect, and, you know, I know it can be casual of, like, oh, yeah, my family's crazy, you know, something, you know, something's just not right, but, like, families aren't perfect, and, you know, I thought, you know, we were just living, like, the best life and you know me and my sisters got along great and you know everything was easy but like that's not what we're called to do and you know when Boaz came like we were not perfect by any means not even close to it um and you know nothing is um but I think we've learned just to see that the Lord provides and he's good um and that's you know what we have to live by today with Boaz Um, but Boaz still talks about, you know, his time with his other family, um, his time in Congo and like, you know, we can laugh about it now, but like he literally gets confused of like, he'll tell a story and be like, remember when I did that? And we're like, no, Boaz, like that wasn't with us. Or like, you know, he's, he's still processing of, you know, what he's been through and that's going to take time for him. Um, but I'm just so extremely excited just to see where life takes him. Um, cause 
he has this crazy story that you know most people don't know and like this is the first time it's kind of being shared um up until this point but like he has a story to tell and he like the lord is already working on his heart and i just can't wait to see what him and the lord do together like for the for the kingdom um but i think the coolest thing um is we didn't choose the name boaz um his other family had given him that name but when he came to us we just kept it and um, didn't want to change that but boaz means kindred redeemer and family redeemer and like that's honestly like could not fit the situation or him better um because our family is complete now like he has changed our lives and i learn things from him daily um that i want to implement in my own life just about joy um and just you know doing the hard because boaz has fought his own fight for so long um and he has a family that loves him um and he's brought so much to our lives as well and you know his name couldn't fit him couldn't fit him better yeah i know i think it's so cool like God emphasizes in the Bible, names are important. They're mm-hmm. powerful. They mean something. And the fact that Boaz means family redeemer, and he totally redeemed your family. He was that boy that brought it all together. And, you know, it was hard at first, obviously, but you couldn't imagine life without him. So that's, right. that's so cool. And once again, I just love how much your family pursued him and chased after him. And just want to reiterate, like, God is doing the same thing for you, for every single one of us. And he would do whatever it takes, just like the records did, to make sure that you know that you are loved and that he is always there for you. Like, he can be your firm foundation. So, shout out to Anna for this awesome story, this miracle. Um, Loved this good gossip. Thank you. Yeah, no. I mean, it doesn't happen with the good Lord just providing and um, just, you know, seeing a plan and bringing it to fruition. Yeah, for sure. Well... Thanks, guys, for listening to this second episode, and we are going to be even more excited next week. Woof. Thanks, guys.